Let's get right into the Word tonight. On Wednesday evenings, we've been talking about faith. And it's so important to talk about our faith in God and our faith in His Word because it's a victory that helps us overcome every situation, trial, challenge, test that could come toward us. Scripture I want to go ahead and just jump to tonight, but I'll, I'll share a little bit later, but I'm so thankful that God said He would not suffer me to, to go through something that I could not handle without providing for me help and a way of escape. So what you're going through, God's helping you through that. No matter how difficult, no matter how it might be, God's there. And um, that's continued to operate in our faith in His Word, our trust in His Word. But also we need to talk about another side of the mountain on faith. You know, you can't just be believing God for something and living a life that violates the Word of God or violates integrity or violates uh, etiquette or violates morals. You know, yeah, it got real quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, but I have to teach you both sides because sometimes we're wondering why something's not happening. We think we're waiting on God, but sometimes it's not His move. And and a lot of times our conscience should be picking up on these things, but... uh, you know, I shared, uh, if you were here Sunday, I shared some of the things that I had to make sure I was right with with my family uh, on vacation. Anybody ever have some agitations on vacation? And no, just me, that's all, okay. But um, no, we just, I always decide, and I'm not going to let someone else give, you know, cause my day to be bad if their day is bad. But, um, you know, a long time ago, if, if, you'll just, if you'll go ahead and say, wait a minute, as, up until now, I've let other people sort of mess with me. They, you know, if they are in the flesh, they pulled me in the flesh. If they, if they are out of order, they pulled me in their, in their disorderly stuff. No, uh, you know what, you might try to, try to take the peace out of me, but no, I'm going to pull you into my peace. I'm not going to let me pull you into your, your turmoil. I'm not going to let you pull you into your torment or anything like I will help you. But how we treat others matters. Do you know who you just um, blessed out? I don't know if you can call it that way, but you know that was God's God's kid that that you just spoke to. Now, okay, parents, how many how many parents are in here have kids? I know. How many parents are in here tonight? Just raise your hand. Okay, so if you were picking up your kids. And there was a parent on the playground talking to your child in a, in a spiteful, rebuking, very harsh way. Wouldn't you just love to say, hey, thank you so much for doing that to my child? You and I are God's kids. It matter how we treat his. Treats his? Okay, thanks, Joseph. The interpretation on that is it matters how we treat his. And so let's all keep that in mind. All right, so we're talking about, we're going to talk about the other side of faith, which talks about our character, the fruit of the Spirit, and say it with me, faith, faith. Fruit, fruit, and follow. Well, imagine if we all learned the principles of faith and not just treated it as an equation, but when my father t- says something, he's so reliable, I take him at his word and I act on that word. But also, I act right toward myself and toward others. And then also, I'm not just standing in faith with God and His Word and His faithfulness and His... He's, he's just flawless. He's impossible for God to lie. So I thank God for that. But I also 
Thank God he helps me develop in the fruit of the Spirit. Um, I was talking to uh, a leadership group this past Sunday, and, and we talked about, does anybody know what that one word said? We were talking about that one word. <laughs> Composure. Composure. Has anybody ever this past week had to operate in composure? What does that mean? On the inside of you. Oh, Lord Jesus. You are just, but on the outside, you're looking like you're at peace, right? But, but on the inside, you're saying, God, help me in the name. And again, before you act out, you walk away. And, and excuse yourself, excuse me, I have to make a phone call. And talk to God. <laughs> And uh, we talked about as leaders, you know, people are eating off our tree. Leaders are just Christians. So if you're getting ready to act out, it's a good time for you to go back in your car and get yourself together. Because the enemy wants to ruin our testimony. You know, it's one thing to believe God and all these different things happen to us. It's another thing just to be a real good, authentic person. I'm talking about a person that's easy to get along with. Just, turn, just look at your neighbor. Just, just look at him. All right, that, that just said everything you needed to know right there. Right? But uh, so composure, it's not about just operating in composure. Composure requires the fruit of self-control. When we are born again, God placed the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of us, His nature. And you'll have to notice that fruit in our spirit doesn't come fully grown. You might think, man, I've got this peace thing down, and all of a sudden you'll be challenged with your joy. And all of a sudden you'll be challenged with your long-suffering. So we, you know, under a, a good leadership, a good pastor, you're going to get a balanced diet. Not every, not every message will be your favorite one, but you need it to develop that other fruit. <laughs> but I only want to hear this, will you get out of balance? So we need a balanced diet. Anyway, we're talking about faith, and we're going to slip right into talking about fruit because we can, have, we can walk in by faith, but the enemy try to set us up for faith failures, tripping our faith, short-circuiting our faith. Uh, you know, uh, our friends down there in Georgia right now, they have no power. So the enemy wants to take away your power cord. If he could just take away your power cord. How many have ever had your power cord in and you just knew by the time you left for the office, it was 100%? Then you found out it wasn't plugged into the wall. That's another reason why we're, we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's, you know, uh, what's that? What's that say? It got the power. Well, it, it, we, yeah, you see that? You just. Uh, how many someone else says, whoo, they ain't no, got no power. It's one thing to be singing because you're talented. It's another thing that power-packed praise and worship, power-packed, uh, you know, just, just fruit of the Spirit coming out of our life and our jobs and our world and our domain. Let's go to John 4 and rehearse what we talked about last time. And I have a couple more examples. We can get to them tonight. But because I have you for many more decades to come, we can just take our time. I really expected more encouragement than that. You might say, well, I like Pastor Mithy, but you can just, all right. And, and let's go John chapter 4, verse 46, and I'm going to read this in the message translation. 
And it says, meanwhile in Capernaum, now we're talking about the another side of faith, which includes the fruit, which includes your love walk, which includes how you treat yourself, which includes, do you know what? You're, you could short circuit your faith by being down on yourself. <laughs> and if you wonder why you're not treating other people right, because you first didn't start treating yourself right. And you can only love those, what? Love others as you, yeah. We're growing, aren't we? So John 4:46 says, Meanwhile in Capernaum, there was a certain official from the king's court, and he had, his son was sick. And when he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and asked him to come and heal his son. Now let's back up there for a minute, because sometimes we breeze over some scriptures and realize what caused that official to hear about Jesus coming and respond to go get his son healed. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. You don't run to a God for healing if you don't know he's a healer. So faith was generated, whatever, enough faith was generated in this official's life and heart for him to know his son was in a need beyond what natural help could give. And we heard about Jesus who was doing stuff. When, when doctors gave up, God came in. When it was beyond a person to help someone, it's never beyond God. And so whatever he heard, when he heard that Jesus had come from Galilee or Judea to Galilee, what did he do? He went. He heard, he went. He heard, he went. And asked that he come down and heal his son, who was on the brink of death. This was urgent. This was an emergency. And Jesus put him off. So you're believing God for something. All of a sudden, what somebody said Tried to, choir, come on. Okay, I'm going to read it again because you didn't say anything. All right, so when he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and asked that he come down and heal his son who was on the brink of death. Jesus put him off. Brink of death, put him off. Wonder what that that interruption tried to short circuit his faith by getting offended. Jesus, I thought you were going to do it sooner. Jesus, I thought you'd have responded to me the way I think you should have. Jesus, I just told you my son's on the brink, on the edge of death. You just put me off. Come on, just think about this in, in, in your life, in my life. Have you ever had, have you had this past week marvelous opportunities to be put off if you allowed yourself to? Can anybody raise their hand? Any church people? Any people that hadn't learned too much yet to say, okay, I, I, I understand that. Yeah, so Jesus put them off. And this is what Jesus said. And he was testing his faith. Do you, you know, and, and, and unless you people are dazzled by a miracle, you refuse to believe. Can I just tell you something? 
Miracles don't give you faith to believe for a miracle. The Word of God gives you faith. Faith comes by hearing about miracles and hearing about miracles in the Word of God. That's the type of faith you get toward believing God for miracles. Any, any challenge you're going through, make sure you're studying and you're hearing, not just meditating. Read the Word, meditate the Word, but hear it, hear it, hear it. And your faith, whatever you're down on faith-wise, it's time to listen to it and get your faith up-wise. And that's why daily our, our walk with God is so important. So he, he put them off. He says, unless you people are dazzled by a miracle, you refuse to believe. But the court official wouldn't be put off. You know you've been around people recently and someone just bit into someone else. and You're just watching. Oh, what is going to happen on this one? Hey. Maybe I was looking around in the corner and you were in a discussion. I said, oh, see, see how much they're learning here. <laughs> and when somebody responds godly, boy, it just, it just throws a wet hanky rag, not a hanky, but a wet rag over the thing, just snuffs. Remember I talked about Sunday? You're a, you're a snuff router. Or did I say that to the leaders? You all know what a fire snuffer is? Yeah, it's a little, okay, there's a, there's a candle, there's a little light. This little light of mine, just kidding. So then you got this metal type thing that is, that is, how do I describe it? It's like a, it's like a cat. It's, yeah, and it snuffs, right, Eddie? Yeah. So you just put it right on there and snuff it out. It's so much better to snuff out a little spark than it is before you wage a war in words and the fire consumes and starts taking out houses and lands and acres. You know what that's tantamount to you doing is keep, keep allowing somebody to do things in your life without, without bringing it up to them. Say, listen, I, I, I just want to let you know how I feel about that. I want to let you know that really hurt me. Normally you should get forgiveness with each other. I'm talking about there are opportunities that will be afforded to you before you get tonight in, at, at home that someone's going to try to put you out. Isn't that wonderful? Preach, Pastor Cohen. I think I'm going to run a lap. Woo, victory lap. No, ain't no laps in here tonight. <laughs> I just felt that. So he wouldn't be put off. She wouldn't be put off. They wouldn't be put off. Right? Soft words, turn away wrath. People are trying to pick a fight with you just about every day. And when you don't accommodate them, they don't know what to do with themselves. But walk away. So he wouldn't be put off. He said, come down. It's life or death for my son. Jesus simply replied, go home. Your son lives. <laughs> You're coming to the altar to get prayed for. If I turn and say, go home. Your son lives. Isn't that great? Well, you probably trust me, though. But I'm saying, you know, if you came in the church and one of the greeters said, go home. <laughs> uh, and you say, no, I'm gonna, not going to be put out. I'm coming in. But have a smile on your face while you do that, though. Try. Try to, anyway. All right. So the man believed the bare, the bare word, the bare word that Jesus spoke, and guess what he did? He headed home. 
He acted on the word that Jesus said right before he had temptation and challenges to be put off. On his way back, his servants intercepted him and announced, your son lives. I find that so interesting because he asked them, you know, about what time did he start getting better? They said, uh, the fever broke yesterday at one o'clock and the father knew that was the very moment he acted on Jesus' word, wasn't put off. Listen to Jesus' word, go home, I'm going home. He got healed at that. When faith acted right there, things got, began to get better. Now listen, it's wonderful to have your faith activated, and it's wonderful to, be, to not allow yourself to be put off yesterday. How'd today go? Uh, you'll be equipped tomorrow to do, to, better, to do better than maybe you did last week. Just saying, I don't know, maybe. So they said the fever broke yesterday at 1 o'clock, and that, uh, the father knew that was the very moment Jesus had said, your son lives. That settled it, he said. Not only he, but the entire household believed. And this was now the second sign Jesus gave after having come from uh, Judea into Galilee. So faith is important. Would you agree with that? Faith is the victory. Would you agree with that? But faith could have been tripped up if he allowed himself to be put off with somebody. And before you, you, you begin to say, I wonder if I've ever been put off lately. No, I'm talking about that, that, that personality that just grates you. I mean, you just look at them, you don't like them. Something about their personality just gets underneath your skin for some reason. They haven't even done anything to you. I don't like them. Why? I don't know, just the way they are. Anyway, I don't know. Let's go over to 2 Kings, and we're going to look at another example. We're talking about faith, fruit, and follow the Holy Spirit, right? In 2 Kings, let me just sort of set this up for you. In 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 19, you can write that down and, and look at it later. But this is another opportunity where another person almost let himself be put off and forfeited a miracle. Naaman we're talking about. And Naaman, he was a commander of the army of King of Syria, and he was an honorable man, and he was brave. Did you all see that? He was, he was, he was, okay. All right, so faith is important. Faith is a victory. You is wise, you is kind, you is nice, you is all that. But faith could have been tripped up if he allowed himself to be put off. Second Kings 5.19, Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Syria, was an honorable, brave man, but the scripture tells us he was a leper in need of healing. Is anybody hungry here tonight? Well, I prophesy you won't be in the next five minutes. The World Health Organization talks about leprosy. Leprosy, and I'm not going to go into detail, 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 but I will a little bit. Leprosy is a chronic infectious disease caused by a type of bacteria, um, a microbacterium, leprae. You know, just hearing about that lets me know I don't want that. Don't want that. Do you? You want, you want some uh, microbacterium leprae? Would you like to have some of that? No, that's part of the curse of the law. 
And I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. All right, so leprosy is a chronic infectious disease. And the disease predominantly affects the skin and the peripheral nerves. Has anybody ever felt nerve pain in your life? I mean, how many of you just like, you wouldn't want anybody to feel that? No. Uh, you know, when again, I, I broke, broke my neck, had to do with my uh, playing sports, and, and I find I, they gave me shots. It didn't care, I didn't care how, how bad the treatment was going to feel. I said, do what you got to do. <laughs> so I did everything until I had to go to a neurosurgeon, and he said, yep. He took an MRI. And he's over there studying. He said, man, you got that bad. I'm like, oh, great. What? What? He's, oh, gosh, you got that bad. I can see why you can't put your arm down. I'm like walking in there like this. Can't get relief any other way. Because I had uh, actually broken a disc, C6, C7, and the broken disc, which is somewhat sharp, was 100% impinging on the nerve. 100%. They couldn't give me enough painkillers. Before you say, I'm against medicine, (laughs) you might be open (laughs) when you get to a certain level. I'm not prophesying that over you, but never say never because these things sometimes can help us. Uh, You know, just, just don't get on the narcotics too long. Right? But they're there to help in a pinch. Do you get that? <laughs> okay. So anyway, that nerve stuff, that nerve damage, um, the disease predominantly affects the skin and peripheral nerves, and left untreated, the, the disease may cause progression and permanent disabilities causing permanent damage on their skin, nerves, limbs, eyes. It also affects the upper respiratory tract, and skin lesions are the primary external sign, and limbs can become uh, totally numb or diseased as a, result, as, as a result of secondary types of infections that can come about, and these occur as a result of the body's defensive being compromised by, by the primary disease. And the secondary infections can result in tissue loss, causing fingers and toes to be shortened, to be deformed, as cartilage is absorbed into the body. So, you know, it's wonderful to think that Naaman, oh, he was a wonderful man, he had leprosy. So what did he do? He went swimming. Well, no, that's not talking about going swimming like we're going to Jamestown Park. This guy was in bad shape. Right? He was in bad shape here. Man needed a, Naaman needed a healing that medical science could not provide. He was in bad shape. That healing would only come through the miracle-working power of the living God. So anyway, in 2 Kings chapter 5, let's let's just go ahead and pick up there. I'm going to read this in the message translation. It says, Naaman was uh, general of the army under the king of Aram. And he was important to his master who held him in the highest esteem because... It was by him that God had given victory to Aram. Am I saying that right, Joseph? Aram? He's like a historian and stuff. He's dad, you said Aram when it's Aram or Aram or something like that. That's what he would do to me. I, said, I don't even know how to do that. I sort of did it, though, didn't I? That was pretty, that was, that was pretty good, Keith. Yeah. All right. 
So anyway, um, he was truly a great man, but he was afflicted with this grievous skin disease, leprosy, that I just described. And it so happened that Aram, on one of its raiding expeditions against Israel, captured a young girl who became a maid of Naaman's wife. Come on, look at this thing being set up. And, and one day, this, this, um, this girl, this uh, servant girl of Naaman's wife said, oh, if only my master, only if, if my master Naaman could meet the prophet of uh, Samurai and, and Samaria, <laughs> see, Samurai, listen, I got a hold of some hibachi last night, it was, it was good, Samurai, so this is, yeah, When you, mess, when you mess up, you just might well make the best of it. And so, but one day she said to her mistress, or uh, Naaman's wife, Oh, if only my master could meet the prophet of Samaria. Thank you. Be quiet, Joseph. Oh, Lord Jesus, now I've got to get it right because he almost just put me off. I'm not going to let you put me off. I ask you to forgive me. Do you forgive me? I don't, that was not a true forgiveness. That, I didn't feel like I asked him right. <laughs> Seriously, I love you, son. Forgive me. Hey, Will. Hey, Will. Gosh, I better stop doing that every sermon. Hey, Will. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to get you. That's a private thing. So, where are we at? So, we got out of the samurai, and we're headed towards Samaria. And, and he would be healed of his skin's disease if he could just meet up with Elisha. In verse 9, let's skip down there. Naaman, with his horses and chariots, this very important person, arrived in style. He was styling out. And stopped at Elisha's door. I am here. The, um, the important Naaman, warrior, chief leader, highest of highest thought of, I am going to stop by Elisha's house, the prophet, because I heard that that prophet can make me well, and I know he's going to take time out for me because I'm so important. So I'm going to stop by, see how he's doing, and then just let him minister to me. And I know Naaman was thinking of Ben-Hur. Do you, do you know what that is? Charlton Heston? When he's like holding up a rod, all that kind of stuff. No, that sounds like Star Wars. But anyway, picture that. And so I know Naaman just thought this was going to be a miraculous, supernatural experience he's going to have, Elisha. Well, Elisha decided to say, hey, hey, I'm going to send one of my helpers out. And hey, listen, helper, you go meet him and just give him this simple message. Go in the river, Jordan, that stinky river, and immerse yourself seven times in it. I'm telling you what, that is an opportunity to be put out. Come on, this guy's important. I wonder if there's ever a time or two we might have thought of ourselves beyond what we needed to. And, and you know what, oh God, you're going to move him just like you have with me in, in that particular way every time. No, you're getting ready to learn something. 
<laughs> Can you just think about this? This is really, I mean, again, remember this devastating disease he had. He stopped by the prophet's house. Prophet stayed inside and sent out one of his little workers. Hey, Elisha told me to tell you, go to the river, jump in a lake. <laughs> and immerse yourself seven times and your skin will be healed and you'll be as good as new. And Naaman said, so praise the Lord. That's awesome. I have heard from God. God has given me a specific word. <laughs> no. Again, I don't know if this is legal to say, but he got ticked off. Is that okay? He didn't say praise God. <laughs> no. He lost his temper. I mean, the, the, the motion of trying to get him to be leprous, this important person, high position, very, very, very qualified person that is needed to help in battle, was just this far away from allowing himself to be put off because it's not being served up the way I like it. To all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. You can have it your way. Was that McDonald's? Burger King. Oh, yeah, yes, Burger King. What? That's McDonald's? Have it your way. I got them both. So which what? All right, so at McDonald's you can have it your way, but not necessarily the way God wants to move in your life. Ooh, you see that? And then, uh, by the way... Um, about the only thing I'll eat at McDonald's is an Egg McMuffin. Y'all like, no, no sausage. Bad, bad. No. You'd have to have plenty of Pepsi complete. <laughs> Y'all laughing because you got it in your cabinet. So, anyway, okay. Naaman had an opportunity to be put off here. And here, you know, I was thinking about the scripture in Song of Solomon in chapter 2 and verse 15. It says, it's a small foxes that destroy the vine. You know, there's some things that God, as you were developing, growing, that he didn't expect more out of you. But when you start growing up, he expects a little bit more out of you. Now, don't let that little thing that you're pushing off or you're... Or you say, no, I don't need to apologize to them. They know I love them. They know I didn't mean anything. They know. No, God's saying, you were wrong. Go get it right. Thank you, LaRue. I can just count on you. I just know that. He spun around. I thought he'd personally come out and meet me, call on the name of God, wave his hand over the disease spot, get rid of that disease and the, the Damascus River and Abana and the far, far, are cleaner by far than any of the rivers in Israel. Why not bathe in them? It's at least as clean. At least I get clean. He stomped off, made as a, as a, mad as a hornet. Mad as a hornet. Well, Naaman, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, because I know you, because 
Whenever you get tight with somebody, a lot of times you just go like this. <laughs> you okay? Fine. What are you doing? I'm going upstairs to rest. <laughs> now, I was a little bit more pronounced. That's not what happens at our house. When we get offended, we get like this. I'm not going to let myself be put off. I loveth you. And I just feel so wonderful in your presence right now. I will not be put off anymore. How many were not laughing earlier today? Naaman was letting himself be put off. And you've heard me say this before over and over and over again. Naaman was being put off because he didn't let God knock his eye out yet. P-R-D-E. He needed that eye. Pride is one of the highest thing God hates. You know, people that are pride, prideful in a wrong way, they look down on a race. They look down on a cross the railroad tracks. They look down on somebody that stinks. They look down at somebody that's coming through stuff we'll never know because we've never been there. No. The more mature we are, the more we can relate with everybody no matter where they are. Even if you've not been through it, you've been through something else, and you care about them. I told someone tonight that had messed up, messed up recently, I said, you belong here. Don't make me come get you. I'll send Joseph and Will. They'll come right out there and straighten you up. All right. Talking about Pride. Ezra Benson said it like this, pride is concerned with, pride is concerned with who is right. Humility is concerned with what is right. A.W. Tozer said, nothing that comes from God will minister to my pride. God won't just come in and minister to how good you were. Wow, you did that service without me. You're so good. No, 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 no. People ask me, do you get nervous before you speak? Uh, I don't know that I get nervous, but I tell you what, I, I get very transparent before God saying, God, I can't do this. I just reminded you that I know that. <laughs> Thank God he's anointed us and gifted us. So if I'm tempted to be complacent and feel superior because I have a remarkable vision, I've got an remarkable spiritual experience, and I've been in these things as long as Abraham. You know what he said to do? You better hit your knees. Hit the deck. Repent of the whole thing because you've just fallen victim to the enemy. Let's look down to verse 13. Verse 13, this again is a wonderful story about Naaman. 
the samurai in 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 13. But his servants, thank God. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just need you just to look at me right now when you're pitching a fit. You better thank God you don't just have yes people surrounding you. You better thank God that someone gets up on in your grill. I don't even know what that means. That's like teeth that are metal, right? Is that right? Oh, sorry about that, Vic. I'm really sorry, man. You better be thankful that someone has enough God in them to not care how you're going to respond, but love you enough to say, you better straighten up. That's totally wrong. And guess what happened? The very people that he was probably the, the least expecting to come and correct him were his servants. But his servants, thank God for people, if need be, can get brutally honest with us. I believe I'll say that again. Thank God for people that, if need be, can get brutally honest with us. I believe I'll say that again. About three of you are tuning in. All right, I thank God for people that, if need be, can get brutally honest with us. He was... His servants caught up with him and said, Father, if the prophet had asked you to do something hard, something heroic, something spectacular, wouldn't have you done it? So why not this simple thing? Just go wash and be clean. But here's the thing about it is Naaman had a problem named leprosy. Naaman had pride that stood in the way of his answer. Now Naaman had an opportunity to be humble and teachable or he could have left and died shortly. So I'm going to just ask you this. If you still have something toward that family member from 20 years ago, you ought to get it right because it's still wrong. Or whatever, however that applies. You know what? you got to fill in your own blank here. Thank God Naaman had a problem. Well, not, not thank, no, I don't thank God he had a problem, but I'm just saying. He had, Naaman had a problem. Naaman had pride. Naaman was confronted, and he allowed his eye to be knocked out. You ever felt like you come to a service and you just absolutely got your eye knocked out? Then the next, second service, the first service was so good, you said for the second service, and you got your other eye knocked out. That's a good place to be, really. Verse 15 goes, he then went back. Nope, 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 nope. I'm skipping verse 14. Thank you. So the, the, the servant said, why, why don't you just go and just wash and be clean? Simple. So he did it. That means he allowed himself when somebody below him, apparently, or, you know, on the structure of life, someone that had not had these major victories and this major leader and this major, sometimes humility comes before you ever get your answer. It'll be demanded out of us. Thank God he listened. So he did it. 
verse 14. He went down and immersed himself in the Jordan seven times and following the orders of the holy man. We didn't follow the whole, his servant went out there, his helper went out there. Yeah, but, but he, the, the, you know, Elisha gave his, his helper words from God. I don't care who's speaking. Let me tell you something. Lean in because God's going to say something through them. You might say, but he's not my favorite speaker. Or she's not my favorite speaker. But wait a minute. You're about ready to cut off what God wanted you to hear that night that was going to absolutely change your life. And again, one of the reasons why you'll even see me sitting on that seat sometimes when another person ministers because I want to hear another side of the story myself. And I want to develop them. Don't come up on this parking lot and say, is pastor's car here? Sure, I'm sure you don't do that. <laughs> Did you? Okay, Nicole. We go way back at church, don't we? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Way, 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 way back. If they heard I was speaking when Bishop was out, that was awesome. Just really built my self-esteem. One of the first things I did when Bishop brought my wife and I on uh, as, well, brought myself on as a full-time staff was I was, t- I was uh, put over benevolence. Wow. Dwayne, is it that bad? <laughs> no, I guess it's about time. But um, so I was, I was over the business office and benevolence. That means... That means you're the one who says, uh, says yes and no. And I really learned my lesson on that one because, um, now, before that, before that, uh, Bishop brought me before the people to say, you know, um, we're bringing on Joe and Misty, or Joe be on staff, and we're so wonderful because it's just another thing I have on my heart to have a multicultural church. And um, to, to, to my very green mentality is I couldn't understand why 30 families got up and left. Boy, that'll really say, man, praise God, they love me here. But you know what? The, the, those who stayed did. Sometimes you got to get some things that are not right out. And, and I, it hurts. It hurts when people leave. But it hurts more if they were to stay because they could defile people with their attitudes. Sometimes God will, in his mind, he'll say, they're making a mess. I will tell them to go to another. Gosh, I, no, I, that really sounded bad of God, didn't it? I'm going to send them over to that church. No, 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 no. no. No, but I'm telling you, if they they were set in the body of Christ to where we are, and God said, get out of there, they just untapped from the vine they were supposed to get their supply from. And that's when you begin to see people who have wandered off. They're not going anywhere now, and they actually try to start something, and they can't can't do a thing about it because they don't even know how to lead, and they're not anointed to lead. They're, they're, they're They're under no covering. So you guess what happens? Strange fire breaks out, warps people. Weird. You've never someone, if you ever heard of someone that left bad from any church, it's just not going to go well for them. 
and, and I don't like it. And I pray for them, and, and man, I do. I, I, God help them. And if they change, bring them back. I'm not praying, God, bring them back with their mess and let them, let them go ahead and, and mess up Harvest Church. No, I don't do that. I'm there to help them. Well, thank God, even though Nathan, Nathan, Naaman had a problem, even though he had pride standing in the way, he allowed someone to speak into his life. And then Naaman, Naaman received provision after he acted on the word of God through Elisha that was through a helper. And Naaman, you know what? In the end, he got healed supernaturally. But another thing he did was he had gratitude. He had gratitude. You know what he did? He was like, he was like in Luke chapter 17. You remember uh, there were 10 lepers? Go on your way and be healed. They were healed. Only one came back. Well, he, he was that one. Verse 15. He then went back to the holy man. He and his entourage stood before him and said, I now know beyond a shadow of doubt that there is no God anywhere on earth other than the God of Israel. And in gratitude, let me give you a gift. There's... A, there's, there's there's a point here now. So if I'm the minister that God just used me and someone wants to come and give me a gift because they think they, you know, they just got, they, they could pay me for what just happened to them, I don't receive it. And that was this one opportunity. Dad Hagen, he warned all ministers everywhere. He didn't mind telling you, you watch out for the girls, the glory, and the gold. Those things normally trip up people. Men, women, no matter who you are. There's been some times where I've refused things because I know they were looking to me like I just did that. Say, listen, no, we're good. God helped you today. Praise God. I don't mind compliments, but I know when it goes too far. Because except, except for the grace of God, where, where would you be? Where would I be? So he went back to the holy man. He and his entourage stood before him, and, and uh, he, he had so much gratitude, he wanted to give him a gift. And, and verse 16 here, Elijah, Elisha says, As God lives, Elisha replied, The God whom I serve, I'll take nothing for you. Naaman tried his best to get him to take something, but he wouldn't do it. So let's leave our mind in this time today and in, in, in this evening service. Name had a problem. I mean, it was, it was an impossible thing. Pride tried to stand in the way. But that's why we've got to develop in these fruit of the Spirit. We've, we've, got to hold, we've got to develop in the fruit of self-control. We've got to keep our composure no matter what's happening inside. And the only way that you will not pop a clutch or, or, or whatever 
strip a gear is if we've done our daily connection with God. Boy, he can really help step in. Joe, don't do that. <coughs> Mm-mm. You don't do that. Don't say that. Not a good time. God talks to you like that? Well, if you listen to your conscience, he will. There's just certain things, and again, my wife and I, we have a wonderful relationship. We're not, it's very rare that we have um, things happen to us like they did on vacation, but because Joseph was there. I'm sorry, Joseph. There's just times in the natural, why go there? Because that would cause a negative discussion. Why? I mean, it's not like love covers too at times, you know? Doesn't sweep under the rug, but covering's different. All right. That's all. Stand up, please. Naaman had a problem. Pride tried to take over his life. Thank God he allowed someone to speak into his life. Not someone he expected, not how he expected, but he was teachable in that moment. Then he acted on the word given through Elisha, given through a helper. He acted on that word. You know, there's times in uh, Pastor Hagen tells us about, you know, this is when um, Kenneth E. Hagen, y'all know who he is from, from, from Rama, and he's one of our fathers in the faith. And, and he, he, God used him in such a significant way that people would drive for hours and hours and hours to show up and say, I need Kenneth e. Hagen to pray over me. And Pastor Hagen was willing to pray over them. He said, you know, my, my, my dad's not available. Uh, I'll be happy to pray for you. And they stomped off and they drove away from their miracle. They drove away from their healing. Could have been like Naaman. Naaman could have been like them. Father, thank you. Let's just take an opportunity to thank God for what he has done. God, you, you have provided for us. You have been so, so wonderful to all of us. You've always come through. We praise you. We honor you. Anybody at the sound of my voice, both viewing online and those here in person tonight, help us to pick up Holy Spirit. I'm sure we already did, but remind us of something that we just might need to go do or adjust or get right to be teachable. Not just to qualify for the blessing, that just for the fact that we hurt your heart. Thank you for providing for us and forever we give you all the honor all the power all the praise all the dominion in Jesus name